Merry Christmas and welcome to our Christmas Eve service. We are so excited that you took the time to gather with us in your homes as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Later, we will be lighting a candle in the service to talk about the light of Jesus and what that means. So make sure you grab a candle. It doesn't matter what it looks like, just as long as we can show our light. Merry Christmas!
Merry Christmas, everyone. One of my favorite accounts of the Christmas story isn't found in Matthew or Luke, where most people turn at this time of year to celebrate the arrival of Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior. In fact, in my account that I like to read, um, there are no shepherds or magis or mangers. But something about how John tells the story of the arrival of Jesus always captures my imagination. And I hope it captures yours as we read John chapter 1 in the first 13 verses together. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that has been made. In him was life, and that light was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, there's no angels in that account, right? No donkeys or innkeepers. Instead, John crafts an extended metaphor about darkness and light. And I just want to point out a couple things that I think are really cool. In verse 4, he talks about the spark of light that was put into humanity, this life spark. And he says that it had actually gone out, that God had put his divine light inside of humanity, and now he was coming himself to relight the embers that had gone dark inside of humankind. In verse 5, he promises that light will overcome darkness, that darkness will not win, that the darkness doesn't have the final word, that light always wins and darkness always flees. In verse 13, we have this unusual verse about entering into the family of God. And he says, it's not going to be a natural birth. You're not going to be born into the family of God. He says, it's going to be an unusual birth. It won't be because somebody wanted to have children or because of the will of the flesh. He says, it's going to be because of God. He's, he's making a subtle nod to the virgin birth here. And he says, that's the same type of unusual birth you will have as you're born into the family of God. Now, light as a theme is repeated all throughout the entire Bible. In fact, the first spoken dialogue in the Bible is Genesis 1-3, which says, let there be light. And light is repeated over and over and over again. The Christmas story itself is filled with light, right? In Matthew 2-2, a star guides the Magi from the east to worship this new king of humanity. And then in Luke 2, 9, it says the glory of God shone around the angels as they announced the arrival of Jesus the Christ to the shepherds. And of course, millions upon millions of lights are strung up on evergreen trees and outside of homes at this time of year. Now, as Jesus grew and began to minister and teach, he continued to use this metaphor about light. In John three nineteen, he says, the light has come into the world, but people have rejected the light. They hate it because they love darkness. In John 8, 12, Jesus tells his followers, I am the light of the world. But he shifts gears in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Notice what he says to his apprentices, to the students of the way that he lived and loved here. You are the light of the world. 
A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. They put it on a stand so that it can give light to the entire house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You notice what Jesus did. He says, I am the light, but you've become my student, so I put my light in you, and your life is your light. It sounds a lot like what John said in chapter one, right? This light was the life of mankind. And so God, Jesus has come and by becoming his students, he's rekindling this divine flame inside of us. And he's saying, now you have my light in you. And the way that you live your life is actually a light in a very dark world. Now, COVID hasn't diminished our light. It has scattered it, yes but it has not diminished it. See, a scattered light doesn't go out. A scattered light has its effects multiplied. Its reach expanded. Jesus said a light can't be hidden. We don't have to hide from the darkness. You hide when you're afraid. The darkness fears the light, but the light has nothing to fear from the darkness because the deepest darkness cannot quench a single light. Darkness can only flee before the light. It cannot fight it. See, light defies the darkness and defines the darkness. See, your position, your geographic location, your presence is actually a barrier against the darkness. You're a boundary line that says the darkness can go no farther in this home. The darkness can go no farther in this workplace. The darkness can go no farther in my neighborhood or in this city because I have the light, the divine light of Jesus Christ, the Savior in me, and he has placed me here, and darkness can do nothing but flee before me. In a traditional candlelight service, there would be one candle up front, and that candle would be lit to represent Jesus. And then that candle would be taken out to the people sitting in the audience, and one candle would be lit out there and they'd light candles on either side of them who would light candles on either side of them until the whole building would be filled with light. And it's a beautiful picture that as Jesus puts light into our lives, as we become students of the way that he lived and loved, our lives become filled with a light of peace and joy and peace and joy spreads. We live in a dark world. A dark world that desperately needs the peace and joy that Jesus brings, the peace and joy, the light that he has put into your life. We are boundaries against the darkness. So I invite you in your apartment, in your home, take a candle, light it, and just take a moment. Say, thank you for putting your light in me. Help me to be full of your light, of your peace and your joy. And may I share that light in my community my family, my neighborhood, my city, and my world. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful and wonderful holiday.